Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. May 3rd, 2022, spring break in NXT style. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast tonight. Keeping the breaking theme alive. Talking about NXT 2.0, the special we saw joining me, NYC Dima Divi Issa, Alfred Kanawa. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Tonight, here to talk about it all. A lot of retention tonight of titles. Uh, semi-eventful show, but we'll dive into it all. We'll get to the bottom of this. Good to see you both. We've all dressed up for the, we all have the exact same idea. Yes. Great yeah. minds. Really need to coordinate these things ahead of time. <laughs> I don't think we should. I think we should see how far this goes. So when we have an idea, we don't tell each other, and then see how close to each other we come in terms of ideas. Because that's how much chemistry we have. Is that we always think of the same exact thing to do. <laughs> I was looking online. I spent a good half hour looking at uh, what people were wearing in Break In and Break In Two. And I was looking at this studded vest that I was going to wear over a long sleeve shirt. And my wife was like, I don't think people will get it. I don't think it'll read his breakdancing. She said, just get an Adidas top and some sunglasses. And I said, okay, this is what you want. This is what I'll do. And this is what I ended up with. <laughs> Pretty much what I ended up too. Yes. Your wife is going to be thrilled in terms of the accuracy. Yes, the chain was a last minute edition. I had this still from Halloween as Tony D'Angelo. So... <laughs> I forgot to put on my chain, man. I forgot to put on my chain. I do have one. You've got time. It's all good. It's all good. I'll let you guys rock the chains. I'm, I'm, I'm already the loud one here. So I've got to screenshot <laughs> this before I forget. Here we go. Okay, screenshot it. We're good. Okay. You all look wonderful. <laughs> uh, spring break in. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> oh, yes. So, okay. Before we get into the NXT and the 2.0, I'll get the reflection in the glasses. That's not going to be annoying or anything. Uh, taking these down a little bit. Okay. Uh, let's uh, talk about the news. Let's talk about the news. Kind of a semi-eventful news day, if I was to be honest. First off, possible location for the 2023 WWE Royal Rumble. Looks like it's going to be happening in San Antonio, Texas, the Alamo Dome, where Randy Orton won the Royal Rumble in 2017. And one of my favorite Royal Rumbles in 1997 when Austin stole the Royal Rumble. So it looks like we're looking at uh, the Alamo Dome for the Royal Rumble in 2023. This is news because I've never been to a Royal Rumble live. I think this is going to be my first one. Texas is a great. I've fallen in love with Texas just doing stand-up out there, and it's just such a fun state. Um, mostly Austin, but San Antonio, I hear good things. And uh, the Alamo Dome, San Antonio. Are you excited about that, Isa? No, because I've already been there and done that. I want them to go to, like, <laughs> somewhere else, you know? And the Alamo Dome is such a dinosaur of a freaking arena. Prepare for your phone to not work at all. Mm. Um, but listen, they like Texas, and Texas is a good crowd, and if they sell there, why not? Royal Rumble, I'm telling you, I think that would be more fun to go do live than WrestleMania. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. I think I go back and forth with this, but I do think that Royal Rumble is my favorite pay-per-view. Um, but, like, it's just such a fun atmosphere in terms of it seems like it'd be fun to count down and see who's going to be the surprise entrance. And I've never experienced that live. It's one of the big wrestling events that I've never okay. been to uh, that's on my bucket list. And I'm, I have to go. And I think this is going to be the year. 
You know what else is close to Texas, though, is uh, that Kansas. Those tornadoes in Kansas, I hear, is very close. So we'll see. No guarantee as to whether or not Roman Reigns is going to be at that Royal Rumble because in June, our guy Anthony Y is going to be running uh, through Kansas. I believe it's June 13th, but he can correct us, I'm sure. Uh, It should be a fun show. Royal Rumble. Okay, you know what? Before we move on to the next story, because we only have one more, who do you guys early Royal Rumble favorites to win? Starting with Glenn. Who's your early Royal Rumble favorite today? You had to pick somebody. You know, anyway. I was thinking about this today. I think uh, New York Post had a story saying Roman Reigns' biggest problem for career uh, to, to solidify his career as a legend is the lack of a real historic opponent, right? Every great champion mm-hmm. has had great opponents, and Roman Brock was good. I think Braun Strowman comes back mm-hmm. if he doesn't tarnish his image enough with Control Your Narrative, uh, because I feel like Braun should have been Roman's great opponent. I feel like that feud got off to a hot start. I think Braun could be the guy. Issa, you look like Glenn, you disagree. Go ahead. Issa, give me the gas face. Glenn, what, what are you on? Uh, no. Who's no, Roman's uh, great opponent? His career-defining opponent? Seth Rollins. Really? Ooh. Would so that be second? Second. Seth Rollins has still... Roman has still not beat Seth Rollins. So, I mean, that, that could be an excellent Royal Rumble winner. I mean, he's hot right now. Everything that he's doing with this gimmick is excellent. And and he gets on Roman Reigns' brain every single time they go at it. So, I'm going to I'm gonna say Seth Rollins is a better career-defining opponent for Roman. Roman beating Seth is going to be a big deal. I think, uh, and that's your WrestleMania 38 main event is Roman versus Seth? Yeah, they could have main evented this WrestleMania with what they did at the Rumble. Mm. Freaking Seth coming out to that shield music with the shield gear, like yo, that was that was insane. That was absolutely insane. And when I saw it, I was like, yo, this could have been a WrestleMania feud if if you really would have let it go on. But they picked Seth so randomly because they didn't have an opponent for Roman at the time. Um, I think Cody Rhodes, depending on what happens with Money in the oh, Bank, maybe. and if The Rock doesn't pan out, I think Cody Rhodes will be an excellent um, Royal Rumble winner as well. Yeah, I actually think Cody Rhodes will be champion by then. So my pick to win the 2023 Royal Rumble is Roman Reigns. I do think Roman Reigns, if especially if they only have one title, is going to win that Royal Rumble. And I don't know if it's going to be a backup plan to The Rock or whatnot, but I think they could do Roman and Cody at WrestleMania to run it back from SummerSlam or whatnot. But I do see Roman Reigns winning that Royal Rumble because I don't think he's going to have the title by then. And and it's I think he's only won once. He won that one time in Philly, and then he yeah. made a bunch of Final Fours and Final Twos, like historically. And so he's due for another one. And I think Roman Reigns wins this uh, 2023. Let's see you argue with that, Issa. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to win because he's going to be champion. going to be champion. Oh, yeah, we see. That's the thing. That, okay, I will say this. That's what I'm very intrigued by in terms of the directions they can go. Can Drew McIntyre win it when they're in Europe? Can Cody win it at SummerSlam? Is Roman going to be champion of the year? The fact that there is that type of uncertainty, I think, helps Roman Reigns. Because yeah. for a little bit, it was getting a little monotonous, but I, I like all the possibilities that we can see with that world title. And we got to see what happens with Money in the Bank. Who wins the briefcase? Yes. Are they gonna, there's a lot. The, the feel right now for both the men and the women's Money in the Bank winner is insane if you really think about all the talented people that, doesn't, that don't have a title right now. So I'm excited for these pay-per-views that give the opportunity to somebody that you're not expecting to come in and kind of like, you know, take advantage of it. Yeah. And I will be in Vegas for Money in the Bank. Come say hi, everybody. Nice. Hey, is this, is this when we're going to do our our bonding activities, the three of Let's us? Let's see. Let's see how the next Absolutely. two months go. Yeah, I'll be sleeping <laughs> in Glenn's house. He doesn't know it yet, but I will be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, our last story tonight. Oh, uh, oh no, go ahead. <laughs> 
CJ Hennessy, Buck 99 Super Chat, saying, Issa, loving the together love on your story today. I, yes, I already know what that's referring to. Hey, <laughs> together. Love it. Yes. Uh, our final story is uh, AEW. Looks like they are uh, developing a TV series. It sounds like a reality series. Um, kind of taking off of Road to, to the Top, which obviously ended after Cody Rhodes left to go to WWE. So this sounds like it's going to be the replacement. And there was an email sent out that uh, lists potential names for fans to vote on. So I want your guys' opinions. We'll start with you, Issa, but I'm going to read all of these names for AEW's next reality show. AEW, to the top. AEW, fight to the finish. AEW, all access. AEW, breakout. AEW, uprise. AEW, The Climb, AEW, To The Mat, AEW, Road To The Belt, AEW, Friends and Enemies, AEW, On The Ropes, or AEW, Grit and Glory. What do we like, Issa? I like Friends and Enemies. It sounds like a podcast name. <laughs> it does. <laughs> hey, just stick with To The Top. No, because that will make them think of Cody Rhodes. Yeah, but it, it, I, I actually do like to the top is my choice too because it is kind yeah. of a shade to Cody Rhodes. Like you're cutting him out and you're still keeping the same show. And then it's just to the top. It could be the same show they were doing. I think this is, you know, maybe people aren't treating this as big news, but this is what AEW needs. If it, it really needs to be competitive with WWE throughout this whole thing. And one way in terms of growing its audience is through women. And if you have this successful reality show, WWE set the template in terms of total divas where they really grew their women's audience. Uh, you know, anytime I'm in the waiting room having a conversation about wrestling, she's talking about, you know, the total divas. I, you know, I had a woman barber for a while who she loved wrestling, but she only watched total divas and whatnot. And a, a reality show would be a good way to connect with people who don't normally watch wrestling. And I think this would be great for AEW. Was she also excited about Bad Bunny at WrestleMania? Because I hear the hairstylist demographic. <laughs> Fair, yeah. Bad Bunny's over with the hairstyles. Let me tell you something. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but, don't, bring, uh, yeah. don't bring Bad Bunny into this. Don't bring him into this. He's late at the Met Gala last night. He's late at the Met Gala last night. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Met Gala is always a fun uh, a night where a bunch of people wear different clothes. I like Jared Leto showing up with a twin. I thought that was genius. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this. I like the idea of an AEW reality show. So it doesn't seem like they're going to base it on like one or two people in particular, like they did with Rose to the top. So it'll be very interesting if they do it about the whole company. I would be very into seeing what goes on backstage or like we could see like what Tony Khan is like when he's actually tweeting these crazy ass tweets. Like there's a lot that I want to see backstage of AEW. So I'm very excited for this show. Yeah. They should expand. I don't know if they would do it, but remember the MJF documentary? Yes, from two years ago. Yeah, they should yeah. expand on that because that was brilliant. Yeah, it was. Yeah, really it was. Good. That was. Yeah, that, I think that's a different level of art than what TBS and television is used to. But if they could like recapture something like that, that'd be yeah. fun. Absolutely. Uh, so I think we got one other super chat here. Alex Diaz, nineteen ninety, Buck ninety nine, Roman versus Roman versus Seth versus Mox will be the main. WrestleMania 39. So here's the question. If Moxley came back to WWE, would they let him keep Moxley as his name or would he be Dean Ambrose? No, he'd be Dean Ambrose. I mean, you know, it, it for like the hardcores and like the five percenters, that means something. But like this WWE crowd that, you know, I love Mustafa Ali, but he was doing a lot of inside references last night that didn't land. 
And mm. it reminded me that like, oh, that's right. This WWE crowd, <laughs> it lives in their WWE bubble and they know John Moxley. They, I mean, they know Dean Ambrose. They don't know John Moxley. Some of these people probably don't even watch AEW. So you got to yeah. come back as Dean Ambrose. And, you know, I asked about the winner of this Royal Rumble. The winner of the 2024 Royal Rumble is a lot more of an exciting conversation because it could be somebody in NXT. It could be somebody in WWE. It could be somebody in AEW right now. Like that's the conversation we need to have. Yeah. Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, buddy. Don't tease me like that. Oh, man. Okay, we're going to get into what we're going to talk about. Tonight's NXT. This this was, I'm just going to set the expectation. This was, they, they tried to make this an event. This was a non-event. Mm-hmm. This should have been called an NXT non-event. Completely agree. Right. Not essential watching tonight, which is unfortunate. The name in our wardrobes for this podcast, probably the high point of NXT spring breaking. Yeah. I would say the first match. After the first match, it stopped feeling like a pay-per-view. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Censored Me Not podcast, $2. Issa should be the new Tony the Tiger Frosted Flakes. You did not, you did not understand the assignment. This is from Chester Cheeto or whatever. Chester Cheeto. This is a collaboration that Bad Bunny did with Cheeto and Adidas. So uh, I'm going to start selling Cheetos. Man, Bad Bunny's go. merch game is on point because he did the collaboration with WWE and that shit sold out immediately. Yeah. Why See, was there funny. never right there? Here's the bunny. Oh. Why was there never uh Tony the Tiger wrestling theme frosted flakes commercial? Tony was was the wingman, was the tag partner for kids that went whitewater rafting, that played <laughs> basketball, that rode horses. Where was Tony to you know say uh, I'll put the tiger in you and let's let's get in the ring, you know? Yeah, where was he? That was uh, an egregious error. On their part, because they, they had a lot of opportunity there. Ton. Yeah. Ton. Uh, so we got a sponsor tonight, Alfred. Hey. We do have a sponsor, as always. Our you know I like Synergy in pro wrestling, and this is somebody who's in the pro wrestling business. Uh, we are partnering with Conrad Thompson and First Family Mortgage to help you future endeavor all of your debt. Got credit cards, car loans, or second mortgage? Savewithwink.com can help you consolidate all that debt get you the cash you need get started with just a few clicks at savewithwink.com here are some more details from friend of the show and goat tony shivani we'll see you back in 30 seconds hello wrestling fans tony shivani here for my good friends at first family mortgage and wrestlinginc.com why don't we get you a plan together today let's pay off your house faster let's get you out of that credit card debt let's get a lower monthly payment First Family Mortgage can help. Complete the fast and easy form, and a member of Conrad's team will be in touch very soon. That's right. Get rid of your debt. Go to savewithwink.com. I know it's tempting. I know Tony D'Angelo is offering very attractive juice (laughs) on short-term loans. Do not go to Tony D'Angelo. Instead, go to savewithwink.com. And we appreciate them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. We won't judge you if you do go to Tony D'Angelo, though. Please let us know if you do. <laughs> do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Oh, man. So... NXT spring break in. Hey. I should have just watched break into electric Bagaloo. 
that had Jean-Claude Van Damme, that had Ice-T in like a mesh shirt. Lots of love about that film. This should have been a podcast of us reviewing that movie with no have, warning to anybody. No advance warning. We just go into it. Have you seen Breaking 2? I saw it a long time ago. So I, I don't remember too much about it, but I remember enough. Issa? It's been a while. <laughs> the first one, you don't really need to watch. The first one is like a tighter movie, but not as good. The second one, I went online and I said, I'm going to see if I can find the script and buy the script. And it occurred to me, there was no script for this movie. Of course it's not. Just, Dance number after dance number, and they're trying to save yeah. the community center. The okay. script is like a bunch of brackets, like, okay, dance number. <laughs> yes. Break dancing for 20 minutes. Did you know Boogaloo Shrimp, when he did the uh, dance number in the spinning room, same room they used in Nightmare on Elm Street for the spinning room. They just redressed oh. it. Yeah. yeah. The more you know. So let's talk about spring break-in. I'm just going to keep saying it that way. Uh, tonight, we open with a triple threat for the NXT North American title, Carmelo Hayes versus Solo Sokoa versus Cameron Grimes. And if you said to yourself, this is Solo Sokoa's time, you, <laughs> you you were incorrect because Cameron Grimes retained. Alfred, you like this match a lot. What would you think of it? No, I love this match. Yeah, I like this from the from jump. It was just all action. And it's like, it's funny because you talk about if you thought Solo Sokoa won, if they had the chance to book this again, knowing the reaction he got, I think Solo Sokoa would have won because it's one of those mm. things where they have this, you know, these triple threat match and they have Cameron Grimes going to go over, but these people were all into Solo Sokoa. You know, usually you'll see, uh, let's go solo, let's go whatever. It's like a Pavlovian thing, but they weren't even chanting for anybody else. They were chanting for Solo's name during Cameron Grimes' entrance music, and it was let's go solo the whole match, and you thought that maybe this is Solo's night. You know, it kind of makes you think well maybe they're going to put him over or whatnot but that didn't happen i was very surprised that he took the pinfall um and cameron grimes still the champion this is poor cameron grimes much as i love him i feel like it's past the time where he should have been champion and so now people yeah. are ready for the next thing and he's got this title and he seems kind of like a lame duck he's having great matches and he's doing a good job it's just that people want solo and and i really wanted carmelo hayes to win this match but solo sokoa and he you know, he had his working shoes on, even though he's barefoot, along with these other two who were really working. I thought they all three looked great. What did you think of this, Cisa? Oh, I love this match so much. I thought it was an intense opener. They gave him time. All three of them got to show off. The crowd reaction for Solo was great. I feel like you should have just at me when you said that, because I did say this was going to be Solo's time, and I was very mm -hmm. wrong, but... It, it, it doesn't matter at one point halfway through this match, I was like, any of them could win right now and it will be okay because that's how great they, they ended up looking. Carmelo Hayes, man, he's a star. We need to move him on to something bigger than this at this point. Yeah. He, was, he looked incredible. I was so happy with this opener. I thought it was excellent, but way better than what I anticipated. And I, and I thought it was going to be a great match, but they delivered. Yeah. I mean, this was a takeover quality match. A lot of good spots mm -hmm. in this. Very exciting. I just feel sometimes if they don't do these change, if they don't do title changes, you know, like to just build to such a big crescendo and then have it be okay, the champion retains. It's just a little lackluster. 
Yeah, you know, I did expect to see some, maybe either a title change or whatnot, but I, I think Carmelo might be ready for the main roster already in terms yeah. of Trick just going there. And obviously Trick isn't ready in terms of an in-ring role, but what he brings like to the microphone is great. And I think they should repurpose his A-champion gimmick. If he has the IC title or the U.S. title and he does this A-champion thing where he says this is the world championship, like that could help because it really did help that NXT North American title come off as a bigger title. And him doing that, with one of these main roster secondary titles that they always treat like an afterthought, I think would really help it if they, you know, invested in the way that they did in NXT, which is always a big if. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Hot start to the show. I wish uh, every match had this energy. Oh, but we had a little, little shenanigans backstage. Mandy Rose was visiting the tanning salon. And wouldn't you know it, that sneaky Wendy Chu crept into the booth. Mm-hmm. Adjusted the, the power. Yes. Like, did she actually put her hand over her mouth and go tee hee? Because I feel like that's all that was missing. <laughs> now that you say that, now it's in my mind. I think she it's did. It's in your mind. You see her doing I'm that, right? I'm pretty sure she did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she um, did. But she kicked up the power in the tanning salon and in an homage to Police Academy 5 assignment Miami Beach, Mandy Rose was overly tanned. I mean, at least she ended up overly tan and not dead. I was thinking of Final Destination 3 when I was watching this. So, because she had, she had her drink. And remember, Final Destination 3 is the drink that causes the tanning bed to go crazy. But as somebody that has used tanning beds, and Mandy Rose looks like she tans a lot, you can feel it. Like, you don't get that burn on, unless you're, you feel it on your skin, right? And on top of that, it's like, what kind of tanning salon is this? What kind of security do they have? That, that's a horrible yeah. tanning place. She needs to find a new place. Yeah, absolutely. And did she fall asleep in the tinning bed? Like, why did she end up staying so much longer? And, you know, this is silly. And I like Wendy Shoes so much better when she was doing a sleeping gimmick. And I think, no, not I think, I know. They've gotten completely away from her being a sleeper yeah. and somebody who sleeps. And now she's just like this, like Dennis the Menace, like this, uh, you know. I don't know. I don't know, who stole, I don't know who stole her ambience, but we're going to have to find them again. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to need to put those Ambien's in her drink that she keeps drinking out of that uh, canister. We need to put Ambien in there so she can go back to sleep. Yeah. From yeah. sleeper to creeper, <laughs> playing pranks all around NXT. I like Wendy Chu, but that was a weird thing tonight. But I mean, there were skits tonight. This was like in living color. Yeah. I mean, it was very oh, no. uh, interesting. Yeah. Don't insult in living color. Like in living color skits it are so much like better than It was like the post-Wayne seasons of there in living is. color. Like that last season with Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, one of the rare times that he's missed. But um, I-, I felt like I was disappointed with the amount of segments we got because usually these shows that like a spring break in or like these made for TV specials are just filled with matches. And, you know, it's much easier to watch. But this was like another episode of NXT after the first match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good match, though. Good opening. Uh, and hey, if you like tanning bed humor, this was fantastic. JC Jane and DG Dolan didn't want to be seen with Mandy. Yeah, we're bad friends. That's what I thought. Like, are they teasing a breakup already with these? Like, they're the first. No, I'm just saying she can't go to the beach burnt like that. That's a bad idea. If this would have ended with Otis rubbing cocoa butter on Mandy Rose, (laughs) aloe. You have to put aloe. Cocoa butter won't work. She needs aloe. She said, "Like, okay, we can stay inside." And then her friends were like, "Ah, we're going outside. Like, you can stay inside." Oh, man. Uh, I wonder if they're going to keep the tanning. No, I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> nope, see, let's get it. 
it's going i want so i wonder if they're gonna keep the burn thing going and the sunburn's gonna be peeling next week and just <laughs> this gets some people are very sensitive to this so i'm not gonna take the joke further but you know no let's do i remember there was one time that uh, manny rose had a very questionable looking tan do you guys remember yeah. this and she posted it went I viral. i made some comment about how she looked like jade Car- cargill and uh between you and I, Manny Rose got my DMs and was not very happy about it. But it's fine now. It's okay now. Okay. Oh, yeah. Little tea. <laughs> Just a little tea. Shout out to Manny Rose. We're friends now. Damn. I mean, you didn't say she looks like Rachel Dolan's all. I mean, you know, I think. No, uh... I didn't know. It's, I was okay. I could have gone way further than what I said. It was a very tame thing. It only got like six likes. It was like the lame, the tame. I don't even remember what I, I think I did like the Spider Man emoji or whatever. Um, and uh, not very happy about it. Let's just let's just leave it at that. Wow, wow. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> shout out to Mandy Rose, still the champion, still like our Mandy. champion there in NXT. You know, and she's so good. Uh, when I was at a vegan bakery WrestleMania weekend in Dallas, she was there with Aaliyah, and I was too intimidated to say hi to Mandy Rose. Why? She seems like such a nice person. Well, this was after Tough Enough. Like it was her character, you know. She oh, just sort right. of projects that. I she see. projects that intimidation. But she was there with Aaliyah getting vegan baked goods and smoothies. Um, so Grayson Waller, by the way, this conversation we just had, more interesting than Grayson Waller versus Nathan Frazier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <I'll see. laughs> it just popped in my head. I shouldn't have said that, but whatever. <laughs> I share I share my life with the streets. What do, what do you want from me? Um, wow. Well. Did see backstage Indy Hartwell and Duke Hudson. That's weird. (laughs) No, it's not. I told you they were going to get together. Did I not tell you? I called it. Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's with the other two being gone. If you're going to continue the storyline, you've got to kind of you know. And this is again kind of that swinger vibe that they were putting out there earlier, just in a different way. It's like a bad movie of the week where there were couples who were friends and then they each lost their significant other, like in, you know, an automobile accident. So they started dating. (laughs) That's one way to get sympathy on them dating. I think they need to move away from this entirely. Like this is done, but apparently they're going to move forward and whatever. Maybe it'll work. Maybe. Maybe. But let's talk about Grayson Waller versus Nathan Frazier. Issa, after the year. No, <laughs> no, I Brad was into I, it. They were chanting for Frazier. Yeah, they were, but I just I wasn't invested here. Maybe I just need to learn a little bit more about Frazier. And I know he's from NXT UK, but they need to stop assuming that we all watch NXT UK, right? Also, by the way, you forgot to talk about the incredible video opening with the close ups of pretty deadly's asses. <laughs> <laughs> I was I like, I was like, we're going to open the show with, I, I, it took me a minute to realize whose ass we were looking at, but I thought it was genius. Anyways, back to this. See, everything is more interesting than this match. I wish I was more invested into this debut matches. But when you look at someone, like, look at A-Kid. Where is he now? We became invested. He won his first match. Then he lost. Then we don't see him. So it's very hard to become invested into these matches. And Grayson Waller, I just, I remember him beating Gargano out of NXT. I just thought mm-hmm. they'd be doing more with him. And, and he just has felt so whatever, like in the middle of the card somewhere always. So I don't know. It was it was a decent match, though. And Chase, you came through. 
the finish yeah. was the most ridiculous thing I ever seen. Now that I remember Chase you and the whole air horn thing, air horn. like why did Grayson Waller get scared to death? Like, does he have PTSD? Did something happen to him as a child that he hates <laughs> air horns? Like, I need to know. Well, clearly HBK and NXT creative are big fans of the Rodney Dangerfield film Back to School, both with Chase's uh, character and using the air horn as a distraction for the hero <laughs> to win the final meet. Yeah, let's call back to that. I, yeah. I will say I was impressed by Fraser's um, promo. And, and they pronounce it, they don't pronounce it Fraser. They say Fraser. Fraser. I mean, everybody was saying that, which is a weird way to pronounce that. But I liked his promo. I felt like, no, again, this is wrestling business has just an excess of people of Frazier's prototype. So I couldn't care less when he came out. Oh, wow. Yeah. Another guy who just flies around. Who cares? But his promo was good. And he, he, he kind of spoke to me in terms of having charisma. And that's what I'm going to care about. So if he's just like another wrestler wrestling for the sake of wrestling, I could care less. Well, but and they have to say Fraser because when they shorten his name, they can't have him be called Frazier. I mean, that would be a hell of a right. gimmick for a wrestler, but people would be very yeah. disappointed. Yeah, yeah, you can have the dog Eddie with him, and you can have oh, his dad great. come out. Yeah, and be really Miles. snobby. Yeah, trying to oh, psychoanalyze yeah. people. That's a that's a solid gimmick. A lot of jokes that are like really wordy and go over people's yeah. heads, but very smart. You know, like it's a rhythm of a joke. Like I'm gonna laugh yeah. so people don't think I'm dumb, but you know, I'll, I'll roll with it. You know, it'll be good. Ah, <laughs> uh, so tornado Anthony Y Buck ninety nine super champion. Yeah, Anthony, let's go. Imperium tornado rules. Glenn, you're the newest member of Imperium. Whoa! Did, 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 the, did Anthony Y just induct Glenn into that tornado energy? Are you going to be in Kansas? Let's go together, Glenn. We'll go to Kansas Raw. I believe it's June 13th, and we'll go together and support Anthony Y. Let's do this. <laughs> Steve Marcuccioli, Buck99, <laughs> saying bigger impact in WWE someday. Warlow, Wardlow or MJF? Where's, where's Anthony Y on that list? I refuse to answer that question without the appropriate name. Okay, so Anthony Y won. And then number two, I'll say MJF2, which speaks to MJF in the way he talks and just he's a full package. And then Wardlow. But I don't think it's that far apart between Anthony Y, Wardlow, and MJF. I think it's splitting hairs. I think all three are going to be huge stars in WWE. I think Wardlow has the look that WWE goes for more, where with MJF, it's a matter of whether you're going to let him do his thing or are you going to water him down. You're going to sure. water him down then it's going to be Warlow because Warlow looks like a WWE superstar. It's, it's what Vince McMahon gives in his pants about. So. so Fallon Henry owns a horse. Alfred, They're horrible people. <laughs> Alfred, is that a red flag for you when you're dating and you meet someone and they're like, I'm really into horseback riding? Is that is that a red flag and why? Uh, it depends on what kind of... <laughs> Never mind. Uh... <laughs> Let's just say it's a red flag. I have known, and I wish I could say that I've known any men who have done this. I have known three women who have gotten into massive debt because it was their dream to own a horse. They bought a horse. They boarded the horse. And the saddest day of their life was when they had to get rid of their horse. And that's all I could think of during this. And I had long discussion with my wife about women I used to date while watching this promo. So the horse takes precedent over you. So the horse becomes the person in the woman's life. I Just for me, it's just kind of like, look, if you come from a ranch family, more power to you. If you're a family of cowboys and, and a rodeo people, I understand. We probably don't have a lot in common, but I respect your decision. You know, but I'm just saying, like, if you work like a job, 
if you're like, uh, you know, like a vice president of marketing and you say, I've always wanted a horse, I'm going to buy a horse. That is a financial commitment. Yeah. Not attainable for us regular folk. Very expensive. Also, horses are not trustworthy. They're horrible. They're terrible people. Let's be real. You can't even look at them in the eyes. The horses. Horses are terrible yes. people. Horses are terrible people. Compared. I agree. And there's been um, independent studies. Terrible. Independent studies that confirmed that horses are terrible people. Also, horses. Oh, it's true. What happened to horse races and why in my 46 years on earth has no one ever given me a hot tip about someone trying to handicap a horse race to place a large wager on? I oh, thought I growing races. up that was going to happen. My dad well, um, bets on them every week and I always make my picks based on the horse name. Exactly. And one well, time I won him some money. I won the Kentucky the time. Kentucky Derby is this is this weekend, and I remember when I won uh, fourteen hundred dollars on a fifty dollar bet uh, doing a trifecta Damn. on the Kentucky Derby, and I will be betting uh, this weekend as well. So you know, horses, it's almost kismet that the Kentucky Derby is this weekend, and we're talking about horses. So everybody, isn't it amazing horses. that horses horses can make some people so much money and take so much money away from people too? I'm oh, yeah. telling you, not trustworthy. Absolutely right. Horse giveth, horse taketh away. So yeah. Issa, because your father uh, bets on so many horse races, does he, does he know any like handicappers or jockeys, any like hot tips for fixed races or anything we can get in on? I don't know, but I'll ask him and I'll get back to you. Okay, because my entire life I've wanted to do that Uncle Buck style and place a large bet on a sure thing because a guy knows a guy. Okay. Uh, on the you. Friday show, we need at least a couple of minutes to talk about the best horses that could win the Kentucky Derby because I will be there. Oh my God, what if Perfect. there's a name? Okay, here's the deal. If there's a name that's even vaguely reminiscent of NXT 2.0, that's a sign from the gods that that's oh, yeah. the horse we bet on. Brian Ray is, whoa, Brian Ray is getting dark with this thing. Look what happened to Christopher Even and Ricardo Montalban due to horses. Holy shit. Lord, I'm man, you, we need to go I'm there. telling you, horses are not trustworthy. Ugh, when the world ends, I, I guarantee you horses are going to be involved somehow. Telling you right now. <laughs> and by the way, there also, you know, I have known men, not with horses, but I've known men who have bought cars that were their quote unquote dream car that they bought like in their 20s that they couldn't afford and also had to get rid of because it was just they couldn't afford their dream and it saddened them. So I just want to say, like, you know, different people have those unattainable dreams that perhaps are unattainable for a reason. We try and accomplish them, we get in debt, and then we spend our 30s paying that off entirely or declaring bankruptcy. That's why you don't have dreams, folks. Or horses. Or horses. Uh, but Fallon Henry rides horses. Fallon Henley rides horses. And it was it was a farm. I'm assuming it's her farm. She's from a small town. Yeah, they really... Um, I guess it's kind of on brand for the rest of that stable, right? With yes. Brooks and <laughs> no pun intended. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and her family had to sell their bar to keep the farm. She said there's no escape like riding a horse. Maybe she escaped that small town riding a horse. <laughs> I could see it. What kind of steal horse horses anymore? Because in the in the westerns, horse thief is like the most despicable thing. Red Dead Redemption. You play that, you steal a horse, you're going to get shot. Oh yeah. As you should. Ah, so this discussion more interesting than Fallon Henry's promo segment. Vanadel Phantasma and Tony D'Angelo, along with 
Tony Two Dimes Donovan. No, Troy Two Dimes, pardon me. Donovan and Chase Stacks Lorenzo and AJ Galante. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> uh, Isa, what'd you think of this segment? My stream froze in the middle of this segment, so I actually didn't get to watch the final conversation that they had. So I was Tell very me what you imagine because... it was. Tell me what you imagine the promo was. I want to hear, like, theater of the mind, what Isa thinks this segment was. Okay, perfect. So I would imagine that Tony D'Angelo pulled out a dead fish, threw it in the middle of the table, and said, you messed with the wrong guy. Then they pulled out some knives, and then they just went at it. I wish that would have happened. Yeah, dude, that's way better than what actually happened. I heard somebody got roofied from my chat. <laughs> what show are they watching? I don't know what they said. Somebody put something on somebody's drink. I don't know. I tried to get the chat to let me know what happened so that I could, you know, talk about it. That's that's what I was told that somebody got roofied. They talked about there being enough pie for Tony D and the Legatos. It was not literal pie, though, so that disappointed me. Uh, because I haven't had a carb in 10 days and I would just like to watch people eat pie. That would bring me joy. But um, here's the thing, man. I said this before. I watched Better Call Saul, Good Girls, and the last half of Ozark. I watched the series about the making of The Godfather. I feel like I've had nothing but cartels and mafia for the last week or so. And how does NXT manage to make that boring when every other show can spin gold out of those stories? Yeah, that's and, and okay. I will say okay. Maybe it was a little more. I do like that there was like storyline development here, and they're actually really kind of doubling down on the Dawn versus the Emperor or whatever they're doing with this and the two families or whatnot. They're it's setting Dawn's the also as well in in the cartel, according to Breaking Bad. Yes, at least. yes, yes. Although you know what's really funny? Uh, uh, there, there's uh, oh god, I should look up the name of the the winery. There's a famous Sonoma Watery. I think like Giovanni, uh, was it Sonoma Winery? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, Sebastiani. Sebastiani Winery, the guy that actually runs Sebastiani Winery is named Don. And so when everyone's like, oh, Don Sebastiani was in here earlier. And I'm like, wait, like, like he's like the head of the empire? His name's Don. <laughs> it's like, if you're, if I mean, is that like, is that an Italian thing? Like I'm going to name my yes. kid Don. It carries a lot of power. I love that he goes by Don because I'm sure his name was like Donald or like there's a longer version, but it's like, no, this is Don. Don Sebastiani. You know, yeah. I just should go up to him and kiss, kiss his ring next time I'm in Sonoma, <laughs> you know, offer to do his family a favor. Uh, no, this, they were just talking what's best for business, whatever. Uh, AJ got AJ Galante got kidnapped later. It's nice to see people get abducted from the NXT parking lot. It gives me the yeah. warm fuzzies. Well, but they were uh, at the restaurant. They weren't at the NXT parking lot. No, no, the kidnapping happened back when they went to NXT. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. Yes. Alex Diaz 1990 saying how many kidnappings have occurred in the NXT parking lot? Ooh. A lot. Yeah, and this one had a bunch of cars. It was like they were in like a food for less parking lot because there was just a bunch of cars out there. It wasn't like just some back alley. This is like a like a commercial parking lot. If they maybe, were going to do gonna... I'm sorry? No, but you're going to say, if you're going to kidnap people, kidnap them at the place that people don't expect you to. Like if you go to a dark alley, then you're going to be expected to be kidnapped, but not at a you know very public parking lot. That's The success rate should be higher there. Yeah. They should kidnap people from tanning booths. Like... While they're in there, take the booth and you put it in the car. That's kidnapping. Yep. 
the legit heat wrestling show five dollars is saying now that nxt fits vince mcmahon's vision do you think we'll see more interaction between nxt and the main roster by the way great video on pwb alfred hey thank you pro wrestling bits uh check out my video about the baddies it's uh already tracking to be the biggest video nice. ever this channel is just growing like crazy and i love it uh legit heat wrestling show a uh, shout out to them and yeah definitely we're, we're seeing a lot of people like Natalia, what they're doing now, pulling the double duty, Dolph Ziggler. And I like that model, that they bring somebody down to work with the NXT talent while still appearing on Raw and sometimes yeah. appearing on the main roster shows with the NXT talent. So I like that. I think they should do more of that. That's the Me only too. way that, that this audience for NXT is really going to grow because main roster fans need to see NXT as a big deal to watch it. And if you put them on the main roster like that, they're going to start watching it more. Yep. Yeah. So... Oh, this was a high point tonight. Uh, Natalia and Lash Legend versus Cora Jade and Nikita Lyons. Yeah. Yeah, this was a lot of fun, I thought, in my opinion. I thought they looked great. A couple of spots weren't, uh, they didn't click the way that I wanted to. I was shocked at the result, I guess I should say. Lash Legend is just on a losing streak, right? Is she ever going to get yeah. a win in NXT? Yeah, I'm a little nervous. Um, you know, just based on the climate we're in, because he's everything that WWE and Vince in particular like in these NIL type athlete, probably the greatest athlete who's ever come to the doors in WWE, considering how successful she was in, in college. And, you know, somebody who's never wrestled before, but like kind of a pet project that they need to mold. And the fact that she's already losing so much, um, you know, I, I hope that they, they really give her a lot of rope in terms of to develop because i do think that her potential is huge um but you know natalia did was great in this match in terms of making sure everything was together and yeah i thought this was a fun match i thought this was really good and if you just you know natalia lions is really improving every week and i thought she was again really good in this match and i i had no problem with this match i will say though when cora j came out with nikita lions it almost looked like she was granting a wish like <laughs> it didn't ah! make any sense you know on the heels of World Wish Day, Issa. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. I agree. Okay. I, she, yeah, she does look like a child. Um, I will say at times they have treated her that way with some of the promos. But yes, I understand, I understand your point. No, they really have. That's that's her character. Is like, oh my god. So, and, and they've kind of corrected that now that she's at odds with Natalia. But that's really the character is that she's just kind of happy to be here. Always wanted to be a big WWE superstar, and and they're not doing a good job projecting her. You can still come off like a star and have like, oh, you're. I was a fan of you, but they've gone completely fangirl with her. Yeah. Nikita looked great. Cora looked good. Yeah. Time in the ring with Natalia. Lash needs to get some wins, but um. I'm already starting to worry about Nikita on the main roster of how this goes. If they really? can maintain. Yeah. I mean, how are they gonna how are they gonna maintain it? How do you think it's gonna work? Do you put her think, in for a title? What do you do? What do you do with her? Um, it just depends. I mean, I'm looking at Raquel and what they're doing with Raquel Rodriguez, and it seems like you know, we're gonna have to give it a couple more weeks because WWE has ADD when it comes to a lot of new people. So who knows? But they so far so good. I mean, it is a little bit different than what she was in NXT, but they're clearly putting her over, and hopefully they stick with this. But I think Nikita Lyons is somebody who would have a real chance because she's so different. She's just so different from everything. Like, even Raquel Rodriguez is different, but I think Nikita, from body type to like the uh, the air that she projects in, like she's so different from everything they have on that main roster. 
that yeah. I think she would, even if they didn't have plans for her, I think she'd stand out and get over immediately. Plus, you know, she's dipping into that black culture, which that's crack when it comes to being mainstream and getting people into you and, and looking cool. And she's doing a good job of that. Yeah, I personally would keep her in NXT a little bit longer, maybe give her a title run in NXT, maybe they view her at a rumble, see how people react to her in the main yeah. roster, and then just bring her, bring her up properly. Um, but I can see her having a, a really good dominating title run in NXT before they think about bringing her up. But at the same time, you know, when Vince likes someone. <laughs> so. But they need to keep her like a Stone Cold type, like anti-hero face. The problem with Rhea, Ray came up to the main roster, like in that well, in that WrestleMania match, like that was just terrible. Where they just made her like white meat baby face. Yeah. No, I agree. I think I mean just keeping her the way she is, but I mean, again, to go back to Raquel, like they're having her smile through everything. So they want her to be a baby face. She's gonna be out there smiling and doing the splits and smiling, and but you know, that's how WWE likes to do. Uh, Allison Tuckwab999 saying, when is the pay-per-view WWE pay-per-view? I like that we got a good player. The plays are like Dante. His plays are like Dante Adams, but he has no Dante Adams. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, Allison. The WWE pay-per-view is this Sunday. I know that. I don't yes, think I've been asked to cover it. So I'm just, I'm out for this Sunday. I was thinking about it and I'm like, no, I don't want to cover. Dante Adams? Week. Do you mean uh, uh, the guy from uh, Martin, not Dante? Dante what's his name? No, what's uh, what, Devontae Adams from the Green Bay Packers? That's what I was thinking. Devontae Adams from the Green Bay Packers. He's with the Raiders. You know, hopefully he does well there. But we already got Christian Watson, who's going to be like the next Tyreek Hill. We're fine. The Packers are winning the Super Bowl this year. Okay, it's happening. So if you're talking about Devontae Adams, he can go to the Raiders and play with his college teammate, and they can. Derek Carr's never won anything in his life. So if he wants to go and lose with the Raiders, he can do that. But the Green Bay Packers are winning the Super Bowl with Christian Watson and Aaron Rodgers this year. There you have sure, it. Sure, Alfred. Sure. So, Adam Paxley, really into visualization. We did not get to see her vision board, unfortunately. Great. I didn't, I didn't want to see it anyway. <laughs> but when somebody tells me they're really into visualization, that's the first thing I think of. Yeah, and that, now I need that vision board. I need to see that. And you know what? WWE's never done anything with the vision board, I don't think. And that's like something that's present, that's topical, that I think is a great deal. Yeah, but like in WWE speak, like if you have somebody who talks about, to this day, people talk about their vision boards and whatnot. Hell, hey, full disclosure, there's my vision board right there. I got a vision board, you know what I'm saying? So those can be heel characters where you got somebody with a vision board and talks about how they envision things and people hate them. Could, the, the heel character is the one that comes in and breaks the vision board in a half and be like, stop dreaming and wake the fuck up. <laughs> you see? That's how you book it. Uh, but Tatum, I mean, it looked tough. I mean, her powerlifting looks great. I think uh, she's got a good shot in this tournament. Yeah, her quads are unbelievable in terms of like, that's how you know she's a real powerlifter. Just, I mean, they're like my, they're like two of my arms. It's just what's funny about these promos. And I, I want to say this is almost a little sexist on, on WWE or NXT's creative part in the men's promos for the men's breakout tournament. We get things about their backgrounds, their life. Um, you know, normally it's about their athletic, but they let them just tell their story to the camera. Have you noticed that in every women's promo so far, everyone's had a hook. I'm a beauty queen. I'm an yes. executive. It's very glow. And it's like, it's like someone in creative said, you need one thing for people to remember about you. 
Yeah, that you know what? I'm glad you said that because there's been something off about all of these to me. That and we were yeah. talking about it a little bit last week that I was just like, I don't like the presentation. That's it. That's the thing that I don't like is that everybody's got this occupation. It seems very fake and very like. I mean, I know we're dressed like it's the '80s, but it's like '80s wrestling. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if that's what they think it takes to get over, but I don't know. Stands out a little bit. So a couple super chats. Dream Realm Studios. Isis cosplay makes me crave a bag of yeah. Cheetos. We need Cheetos to sponsor us, man. Yeah. Let's do it. Terry Allen Jr. I don't know. Uh, an autism wrestler will be inspiring. Are you referring to someone in particular? Like a gimmick, I guess. Like, that would like be somebody, a, that well, somebody I would hope you know what I mean. Genuinely. I don't know about a gimmick, but like somebody legitimately. Yeah, I didn't mean like a gimmick. No, no, yeah, yeah. Like that, that, that's who they are in his part of their character. I guess. Sure, I sure. No, 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 and yeah, I think, yeah, no, no, you're right. No, I mean, but, but, okay, but let me view like super real for a second. I am actually surprised we haven't had a neurodivergent wrestler who told right. that as part of their story. Like, I think I that would be very inspiring. I think that'd be unbelievable. I think, you know, if that's part of somebody's story, that's, again, you know, it's it's one of those things where you could always connect with a different group of people. And at the same time, it's not even just that. Anybody of any dereliction would get behind something like that if they were able to really. But, you know, in terms of like somebody who doesn't have autism playing an autism person, like that is a bad idea. Eugene did, Eugene did that. Yeah. And like, you know what I mean? And they didn't really say, it, but I thought Eugene, if you go back and look at Eugene, Eugene got really over and they, they yeah. did do it in a way that kind of made fun of people with, who are special, but he was not like all the way at punchline. He beat Triple H. Like he was actually an inspirational type character. And to take that a step further, you could have somebody who actually has autism as a wrestler. I'd love that. That'd be interesting. I mean, WWE has talked a lot about different uh, forms of being more inclusive. Remember like five years ago or so? I mean, there was a quote from Stephanie that was saying like, oh, we're going to have perhaps uh like a non-binary or gen more gender fluid or you know something and i, I just worry sometimes that wwe is not going to be able to nxt i think could have but i worry that anything with the main roster will not treat something with i don't even want to say sensitivity i'm just gonna say respect yeah you know yeah and i was okay i was listening to this interview with the breakfast club this guy who's like an artist he's talking about how much he said he loved japanese entertainment more than like American because and mm. this isn't just WWE it's American because he says if you watch Japanese entertainment whether it's anime or whatever they've got gay characters they've got yeah. you know autistic characters but they just happen to be that they're not yeah. making a big deal about it my fear would be that this is the autistic guy everybody's autistic and every promo is about being autistic and it's autism 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 instead of making this person an included member of the WWE roster who just happens to be autistic that's the art form that I think WWE would get wrong if they had an autistic character yeah. unfortunately no, I agree. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Uh, James Adams, $1.99, saying instead of Run DMC, it's Run GIA for Denise hey! Alfred. There you go. I like that. I like that. <laughs> and Ryan Ramirez, buck ninety nine, saying this is the dream team. Truly love you guys. Thanks. Oh, yeah. We the ones. We the ones. <laughs> yeah. So tonight, the Creed brothers were visited by the ghost of main roster future as the Viking Raiders made their return to NXT in the ring against the Creed brothers. Uh, Creed brothers without a manager this week. No Malcolm Bivens, 
Roderick Strong oh, no. clearly Roderick doesn't want to be there. Roderick Strong is the manager. He well, and he doesn't want to do what be there. he says now. Come on, like it was clear that he's loving his new role. <laughs> that being said, Issa, what did you think of this match? I thought it was fun. Um, the Viking Raiders have looked so much better in NXT than they have their entire run in the main roster. I feel bad because you tend to forget. Like I, I, I was watching this match thinking, remember when they flew them to Saudi Arabia and didn't even do the match? Like, And look at them go here. Also thought the Creed brothers looked absolutely incredible keeping up with them. There was a couple of moves there that I'm surprised the ring didn't collapse. <laughs> I mean, it was it was madness, this match. But I thought I, I really thought it was a good match. I thought the Viking Raiders were going to win. Um, Roderick Strong kind of coming in and helping. The Creed brothers weren't happy about that. So I wonder if this is how we break Roderick Strong from the diamond line. Oh. And send him to AEW. Right, yeah. because they kept saying, oh, a win is a win. And they were like, no, that's not fair. So I'm assuming this is how we're going to kind of like break him away from it. Yeah, if Malcolm Bivens isn't going to be part of this stable, it needs to break up. This stable is nothing without Malcolm Bivens. Although I did think Roderick was a little better this week. I will say, yeah. I love this match. This match is great. And I, I'm with you, Isa. I love seeing the Viking Raiders here in NXT. And I'm pleasantly yeah. surprised that the Creed Brothers won. But I had, I had no idea that Creed Brothers were this small, to be honest. Like, they're bigger guys. <laughs> But when I was picturing in my head the Creed Brothers and Viking Raiders, I was thinking, oh, man, it's going to be this all this meat in the ring. And they looked like – it was like the Viking Raiders versus the Viking Toddlers. Like they were, they were very, very small compared to the Viking Raiders, more so than I thought. But at the same time, like that just kind of shows how big the Viking Raiders really are. And it really makes me more impressed with the Viking Raiders and all the things they can do, including that freaking superplex that they did, which was more impressive Incredible. than it looked. I thought this yeah. match was great. Now I want to see, you know, I, th I think the Viking Raiders should get a real run in NXT and just stay there because this is where <laughs> they're booked like a real good tag yeah. team. They've got credibility. They're wrestling great matches in their style and they get to wear all this gear that I'm sure they've been holding back because they haven't been on TV that much. They've got yeah. all this new gear that looks great. Yeah. Solid match. Creed Brothers, I don't know what happens with them from here. Rest in peace, Diamond Mine. There's no way yeah. it keeps going. It's a, yeah, it's Diamond Mind looks like it's gonna all break up, but they've got the pieces. Like, I think I, Ivy's gonna be fine by herself. She really doesn't, yeah. she's kind of a hook type character, doesn't need anybody to be a stable with. And the Creed Brothers won the Dusty Classic, so you know, they're they're on their way too. And then Roger Strong can go to AEW with Vanilla Thrice and, and do that thing. Uh, a year <laughs> from now, <laughs> a year from now, Ivy Nile versus Nikita Lyons is a takeover match. Oh, yeah, I think it is now. I'd be excited for that shit now. But like, I'd be excited now, now, but if they build match. that, yeah, a year from now, that will be an awesome match that you won't know who's going to win. Yeah. Yeah, that could be really good. Um, So, and AJ Galante got kidnapped, and uh, we found out that with Brooks and Dunn, one of their one of their hands is stronger than the other one. <laughs> why is that, Glenn? wonder why. Glenn, yeah. can you explain this to me? I, I, listen, I'm, I, I grew up very sheltered, so I don't know He's what the right reference handed. is. So he's saying that, you know, because if, if you're right-handed and you like pitch and bat and do sports and leisure activities and you favor a hand, that's going to naturally be your stronger hand. What kind and of leisure you, activities do you think could help your hand become stronger? Uh, you know, like squeezing one of those rubber balls, oh. you know, just like repetitive motions with your hand, like writing or using scissors or, uh, you know, perhaps playing tennis or racquetball, or maybe maybe you're just uh, throwing a ball against the wall and catching it and throwing it back, but you're always using the same hand. Now, me, 
I do different things with different hands. I, uh, wow. I, uh, I write and use scissors with my right hand, but when I pitch and bat and kick, I use my left side for that. So split dexterity, split dexterity, split dexterity. Yes. Split dexterity for uh, the scissoring. But, uh, so, you know, that explains it that uh, he's right-handed. Therefore that's why his right hand is stronger because of all the day-to-day repetitive motion he does with that hand. Unbelievable. Uh, I'm all cut up now. Good. I'm glad that I understand now. Thank you. Yes. I mean, HBK is writing all these scripts, right? Like, or he's he's sitting, he's probably taking the scripts he gets and just throwing it out and being like, no, here, I've got gold instead. This is what we're going to do. You know, it's funny. I'm a, you know, I'm HBK is my favorite wrestler of all time. So I know everything about him. He is ambidextrous. So <laughs> this does sound like it came from the mind of Shawn Michaels. He, if you watch his super kicks, he can super kick equally with either leg. And wow. he is ambidextrous legitimately. So I think this is definitely his work. Let's talk about the main event where Joe Gacy was robbed of winning the NXT championship. Yes, he was. Braun Breaker retained. Um, Alfred, I know you're looking forward to this match. I know you love Joe Gacy. I know you love Braun Breaker. The main event of NXT spring break-in for the NXT championship. We've had Samoa Joe versus Finn Balor, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Bobby Roode. Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor. Where does this rank in the historic legion of NXT title matches? All the way at the bottom. Uh, very, very, very low, if not lower. I thought this match didn't have any heat whatsoever because it which should have been expected. Nobody expected Joe Gacy to win. And the storyline that they told was very bad. And they also lied to our faces. Literally, sat there lying because I'm a Steiner, Mark, and they said this is the same exact singlet that Rick Steiner wore on the first episode of Raw. It was not, not even close. It's on my timeline right now. You can see what Rick Steiner actually wore, and you tell me if that's the same outfit, okay? And I just didn't like this. This match was fine for what it was. Joe Gacy's actually very impressive in there, and, you know, Braun Breaker, we all know, is good, but the match had no heat. I think everybody knew how this was going. I think everybody had a bad taste in their mouth in terms of the story that they were telling with the Druids. And they even doubled down on that at the end of this, which infuriated me. Oh. So this did nothing for me. And no Harland. Harland is gone. Oh, he's gone. He's gone, gone, unfortunately. R.I.P. Harland. I mean, he's still alive, but you know, you know what I mean. He's the character of Harland. Match. Um, I'm going to have to uh, not agree with Alfred on one aspect of this, because there was a little bit of heat. The heat was between Joe Gacy and his buttons on his shirt. I could not stop watching those buttons come undone. I was so nervous for him. And like, if one of them really pops out, like he could like really hurt someone depending on the speed, you know? But at the end of the match, only two of these buttons were still done. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I was paying close attention to the buttons on the shirt. Um, yeah, I didn't care for this at all. Like to the point that I'm watching the buttons on the shirt. <laughs> Yo, look, I know NXT wrestlers now make like, you know, a hot dog and a handshake for salary, but um, look, man, get buy a larger size and get that tailored. Get that custom, you know, yes, get it tailored and get the buttons sewn in so this doesn't happen. Don't yeah, want a wardrobe malfunction, buddy. I hated this match. I, I hated this feud. I hated the ending because it makes me feel like it's not done. And all I kept thinking is like, let this match get it over with and let's move from breaker onto something else. And I don't know if that ending signifies that this is not over yet. Um, it's, it's just not it. It's not doing it for me. He just beat, you know, Dolph Ziggler from the main roster. So I just expected something bigger for him to go into than this. 
Well, and to that end, two druids at the end, two mysterious druids. The Tornado Anthony Y is wondering if those were Ziggler and Rude at the end. I feel like they would have shown them. We know it's not Harlan. (laughs) It might have been meant to be them, but they didn't want to fly them in or have them swing by, drive down to make an appearance. Possible. Stay with me here. Is it possible that either of these druids was Anthony Y himself? And now he (laughs) is just trying to throw us off the scent by saying, oh, it could have been Ziggler, it could have been Rude. It might be that tornado. I think I saw a little tornado action under one of those druids now that I think about it. There you go. I did like the vision of the druids in the background before the camera show it because like you kind of like thought you were seeing things. I thought I thought that yeah. was kind of cool. Now, look, this feud didn't help either of these guys. This didn't help Gacy. This didn't help Braun. Braun needs some more interesting storylines to yeah. be a memorable champion. His matches are fine for where he's at. His promos are meh. Uh, Joe Gacy, you know, I mean, well, this started you know started with uh him uh firing shots on the grassy knoll verbally not physically um you know in the build up to this but we gotta we gotta reset joe gacy we gotta get back to the original the original purpose if we're gonna keep featuring him because i just feel like this is going nowhere man yeah yeah it's so weird to see because you know ww when they have somebody who they really like whether it's a roman reigns whether it's a cody even in what i thought ron breaker when they have somebody they really like everything is perfect their opponents are perfect their feuds are perfect their promos are perfect this is the best of wwe is with their top stars where they really put an effort and this is a top guy not only in nxt but like he's gonna be like the top guy on the main roster within a year or so probably and they're just wow. completely screwing this up and the, what they're doing with Braun Breaker and this Joe Gacy thing, it's like, this is what you're doing with the guy who's like your blue chipper, who you know is gonna you're going to give everything to and give every chance to succeed. It's really kind of concerning that they're this bad with this feud. Yeah. I mean, they got to get him some real opponents, some better promos, some real story. They just have to make people care. Or else I think this is going to be very not memorable. I hate to sound like a broken record. This should have been the joke. They should have, by now, we should have gotten like as radical as it gets. Like Joe Gacy's cutting promos on Roe v. Wade. And you know what I mean? Like we get radical from that Joe Gacy character that made mainstream headlines and they got so scared that now he has to be a cartoon. That's what happens when you, you know, cartoonize your characters. Yeah. Don't think today was the day. To go with that. Oh, oh, it was the day. <laughs> in the news, you you do Joe Gacy before this match cutting the promo on Roe v. Wade. Today. <laughs> I mean. Hey, you want, do you want people watching your show or not? It's, it's all, like, do you want page six of the New York Post to pick this up or not? It, it's up to you. You, you. But do you really think they want people watching NXT? Oh, maybe. <laughs> okay, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a great question. <sighs> Send all those thoughts to This Is Nasty on Twitter. At This Is Nasty. Spell my name right, please. That's all I care about. Issa's at NYC Demon Diva. That's Diva with a one. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. I'm going to go. Maybe maybe I'll watch Breaking 2. Maybe I'll watch as well. What's going to be our theme on Friday? I got too used to these theme shows. (sighs) I keep buying clothes for these theme shows. Uh, It's it's Friday Cinco de Mayo. Oh, no, that's... No. Thursday, I'm sorry. Friday's oh, the 6th. Friday's just okay. May 6th. Yes. Yeah, there's nothing on May 6th. 
it's fine. We're, we're going to just, you know, we're just going to have so much quality wrestling to talk about with the early rampage and with SmackDown, the go home show for backlash. There's going to be so much great quality wrestling. We don't need gimmicks. Can't wait. So one of you guys text me and remind me that, um, rampage is on earlier on Friday, please. I put I it on my phone. If I put a reminder on my phone, because uh, he said it's two o'clock, time to tune into Rampage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, everybody, have a good rest of your week. We'll catch you next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303 292 9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.